Bandwidth for This Week in Photography is brought to you by CashFly at C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com. Hi, welcome to This Week in Photography, the screencast edition. I'm Scott Bourne, and today I'm going to show you how to build an action in Photoshop. For those of you unfamiliar with actions, it's simply a method you can use in Photoshop to automate the same task that you might want to do over and over. Think of it as a macro if you're an old WordPerfect user. It's really easy to do. It's very valuable, and if you haven't tried it, you certainly want to take a look. I'm going to show you all this on a Mac. It applies on a Windows machine as well. You'll have to use different commands, obviously, but it'll be pretty easy to figure them out. You want to open Photoshop on a Windows machine. I'm assuming you know how to find your Photoshop program by hitting the Start button and navigating to Photoshop on a Mac. We're going to double-click the hard disk, double-click Applications, double-click the CS3 folder, and there it is. You might also have it on your dock, which means you're just a click away. I'm going to close this dialog box, and this is the standard Photoshop screen. This is CS3, and it's the most current version as of the date of this screencast. Now I want to enable the ability to work with actions here, so I'm going to click on Window and open the Actions palette. You may never have seen this if you're new to Photoshop, or maybe you're an old-time Photoshop user and still just never explored this. Well, here it is, and you'll find out by clicking this triangle that Photoshop ships with a bunch of cool actions. These are basically simple adjustments you can make to any photograph and this comes free with Photoshop. But what we're going to do is build our own actions. We'll need an image to work on so I'm going to open up a photograph I made at the Golden Gate Bridge last week. I'm going to fill the screen by hitting Command-0 on a Mac. You can also go to View, Fit on Screen to do the same thing. Now, I really like this photograph. It's taken from a place called Baker Beach, which is a, a, a wonderful place to shoot pictures of the Golden Gate Bridge late afternoon, just before sunset. Unfortunately, I just didn't get the visual acuity I was looking for. In other words, I want more pop. I like a lot of visual impact in my images. You may not like that in yours, but if you do want your images to pop, and I'm doing the screencast because I saw a lot of email and comments in our Flickr form about making images pop, then you want to try this. And even if you don't want to make your images pop, you can follow along and see how to build an action, and then maybe you can use it to build an action that will help you in your workflow. So right off the bat, what I want to do is... I want to create a new action set. I don't want to put my Scott's Photoshop Velvia action, which is the action I'm going to build, in the default set. And a set in Adobe Photoshop is just a folder that holds all the actions. So I'm going to go to this little triangle and three sets of dashes by it. I'm going to click that and then slide down here to New Set. And I'm going to give it the name Scott's Actions. Click OK. That will appear magically right here in the palette. And you'll note that this turns blue, meaning this is the action set we're going to be working with now. I'm going to go back to that same little triangle and now click New Action. I'm going to name it Scott's Photoshop Velvia. And it's going to go in the Scott's Action set. I could change my mind here, put it back in default actions, but I want it in Scott's Actions. You can assign a function key 
I'm not going to. You can also assign a custom color. I'll make mine red just for the heck of it. You can make it any color or no color. Now once I hit the record button, everything I do, including mistakes, will be permanently recorded into this action. In another lesson later on, I'll show you how to edit those out. For right now, we're going to hope we don't make any mistakes. And we're going to click record. So now we're live. Now don't feel like you have to be in a rush because there's no timeline here. You can take as long as you want to build the action. When it's all done, it'll be compressed into just the steps you need. First thing I want to do is build a new layer. This is a duplicate layer, actually, and I'm going to do that by simply dragging the background down on top of the new layer button. And what that does is copy the original layer that I was working with. You can also go to layer, duplicate layer to accomplish that same thing. I want to do this because I don't want to make my changes permanent. I may later on want to change the opacity of the layer. Maybe I end up thinking I've got too much pop. I can back it off a little. Maybe I want to create a mask or just erase the effect in certain parts of the photograph. I have that ability by keeping it on a layer. So at the end of this action I will not flatten the layer. I'll leave it intact. The next step is to go to one of my friends, the Channel Mixer, Image Adjustments, Channel Mixer. Now you may have been to the Channel Mixer to make custom black and white images. It's very good for that, but it's also good for creating a little visual acuity. And we're going to do that right now. I'm going to show you how to do that. We're going to do that on each channel in this image. It's an RGB image, so there are three channels. In the red channel, we're going to start by simply bunching that up a little bit to 118. You can do that by typing 118. Hit the tab button on your keyboard. That'll immediately bring you to the next window where we're going to hit minus 9. Hit the tab button again and minus 9. Now what we have here is a change in what the red channel looks like. We're going to mix that in with a similar change on the green channel. So on the green channel we're going to go minus 9 on the red plus 118 on the green and minus 9 on the blue. And if you're following along and you're savvy and you figured this out, we're going to move and do the very same thing on the blue channel. We're going to start the blue channel at minus 9, then the green at minus 9, the blue at plus 118. So what we've done is add a little pop to the photograph. I'm going to click OK and show you how I know that. We've recorded all this so far onto a layer. Now I can turn this layer button on and off and I can show you the before and after. And you can see that it, it definitely gives it a little more punch. And maybe on your monitor it won't be as easy to see on mine. Depends on how you have things set up. But I can see it gives me a little punch, but not enough. Because when it comes to pop, you can't have too much. And I'm not talking about Diet Coke. So I'm going to do one more change here. I'm going to work with curves. Now don't be nervous if you've never worked with curves before. It's not a big deal. Image adjust curves. Now I don't have time to give you a lesson in this screencast on the curves dialog box. I will tell you this represents the brighter part of the image. This represents the darker part. Think of it as a histogram simply tilted up. And what I want to do is make two small changes to this tone curve. I want to go up here and I want to punch this up just a little bit. So I'm going to use this quadrant as my reference point. And I'm going to put this crosshair right there and click my mouse button. And you'll see that that just brightens the brights a little bit. Now I'm going to inverse that by putting the crosshair down on the opposite quadrant. And I'm going to click. And that made the darks darker. So guess what we just did? 
we improved contrast. We increased the contrast. Making brights brighter and darks darker is increasing contrast. Now I'm going to click OK, and the action is done. I now have my visual acuity. I can turn this little button on and off on the layer palette again. This is shaped like an eye. You can see there's the original image, and with that one little set of adjustments, I've made this picture pop the way I like it. So we're all done. The action has been recorded, and now what I want to do is stop the action. This is very important. Sometimes people forget to stop the action, and they end up with this action that does an entire picture, and they can't apply it to any other photographs because they do more than they want. So the way you stop it is just over here by this little red button is a little square. It kind of looks like a tape recorder transport, and you can see if I leave my mouse tip over it long enough, it'll say stop playing, and that's what we're going to do. So we've now stopped the action. It's all done. Everything we do from here on out is not going to be recorded in the action. So we can look at this and see once again the before and the after. I can take the opacity back a little bit, and you can see that was before, that's after. So you can dial in the opacity now. This has all been done, and you'll notice that when I did um, hide and show the, the current layers here, that it, it recorded all that too. I am going to give you a little help and show you that you can get rid of that simply by dragging it to the trash. Drag each of those little steps I did in the middle of this to the trash and they'll no longer be part of the action. We could even go further in how we edit this, but I'm, I'm not going to do that today. So I got rid of all this garbage that I don't need and put it in the appropriate place for the garbage. So the action's ready to go. I can click this triangle to close it up, and that's Scott's Photoshop Velvia. Now I can export that action. Um, it's saved in this action set. If I close the action set, you'll see it goes away. It comes back if I open it. I can apply it to other images. Now just to make sure it works, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to take this background copy we just created and put it in the trash and go back to my original image. Then I'm going to click on Scott's Photoshop Velvia and now what I'm going to do, since I don't need to build the action, I've already built it, is I'm going to run the action. And the way you run an action is to simply click the little play button and watch one button and boom. We just did all the steps we did originally while building the action at the hit of a button and it created this separate background copy layer for us. I can turn it on and off and show you the before and the after, before and after. You can see there's a lot more visual acuity. The image looks a lot better and so I could bring in all the images I wanted to now from that same shoot and apply this action in a batch file or to a group of images and really just save myself a ton of time. So that's it. Actions are designed to save you time and help you remember the steps that you took to get a certain result. If you want this action for free, just build it. Follow along. Since this is a screencast, you can replay the steps over and over if you like until you figure it out. If you have some ideas for additional screencasts you'd like to see any of us do, send us an email from the blog at twipphoto.com. That's all for this episode of TWIP. We're going to put the lens cap right back on. <laughs>